0: Everyone. welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Thursday, it's January 13th, it's 2022, and we have five basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined today by TJ Zarwich and ready to talk some hoops. TJ,
1: how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty well. I'm nearing the end of my COVID protocols. Finally, on the mend to being better.
0: Yeah. And like, you're a teacher, right? So, I mean, you've really not been able to do much, right? You just kind of been hanging out.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I mean, watching a lot of, I'm sure, Marvel movies and watching a lot of sports. And I mean, it's probably not the worst thing outside of just being at your house doing nothing.
1: I just got a PS five like a month ago. So that's been occupying a lot of my time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. um, Kind of convenient. Do we need to check the test? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I won't
1: ahead. mute myself when I cough a few times on the pod just to confirm. No, you can
0: mute yourself. That's fine. <laughs> um, well, I hope you're feeling a little bit better and um, you know, hopefully you get better soon and I'm glad that you're even able to join me and doesn't seem to be kicking your butt. So that's always good. I hear like, I hear that like, it's not as bad as like, but it still takes a, a little while to recover um, from it.
1: Yeah. Like I'm, I'm asthmatic and stuff too. So I think that's why it's lingering, but um, it, I had like two waves of two days that just sucked. But then other than that, it hasn't been bad at all.
0: All right. Well, like I said, hopefully you start feeling better. Let's uh, jump into this five gamer. It's an interesting slate because, I mean, five-game slate, sometimes it's like, eh. But, I mean, on this five-game slate, we got the Nuggets. We got the Nets. We got um, the Timberwolves. We got the Bucks, We got the Warriors. So, we have a lot of potential, like, studs to play. Um, so, it would be interesting. So, let's jump in here. Golden State at Milwaukee. No total out for this game. On the Golden State side, Draymond's out. Wiseman's still out as well. And on the Milwaukee side, Hill is out. Cornette is out. Brooke Lopez is out. And then Drew Holiday is doubtful. I mean, I'll say this. And I, I said this in Discord in um, the prop shop earlier today. I mean, we can say these guys are out, but, like, NBA doesn't care. Somebody could be out the night before on the injury report, and they get upgraded during the day. So um, it's driving me crazy. This This – up and down, in and out, may play, may not play. It's driving me absolutely crazy. Um, Starting with Golden State here, what do you like for, for the that, Warriors?
1: That's something we were just talking about before the pod is I think a good thing to practice right now this NBA season it, for the rest of the way, or at least until things start coming together a bit more, is bankroll management. You can still enter your large field contests they give you a big chance to win, but I know me personally, I'm toning things down until baseball season a little bit, just because it's been nuts. It feels like a lot more luck is involved than usual when somebody's 50% owned and you haven't heard of them the night before.
0: Yeah. I mean, bankroll management's huge. Um, I've been playing a lot more like prop games because I still think there's a nice edge there and really just playing like one DFS line of a night and just if I wasn't doing so much research for the podcast and like premium content and stuff, I probably wouldn't even be playing a lot of those like one lineups um, and and just really just playing the prop game. So it's crazy um, just how it is right now, but I'll I'll, I'll say this. I cannot wait for NASCAR season and baseball season to be here. um, Assuming we have a baseball season because I mean, it's not like the NBA, like the games have been fantastic this year. It's just the COVID stuff and the protocol stuff and bring them all down to Orlando and, you know, keep it, like, let's just quarantine them all. Um, I mean, basketball when they were in Orlando was solid though. So who knows? All right. Looking at golden state here, you know, obviously the biggest thing with the warriors that we've talked about recently is Clay Thompson's back, um, 20 minutes in both contests assuming uh they did say that like he's going to play this game and then sit friday uh so when we do the podcast tomorrow we know already that clay is not going to play uh what are your thoughts here on the warriors
1: this is a fun little game stack type situation i was just looking at to see if the salaries were out for uh this slate yet and they're not quite out yet but uh it's so interesting to see like clay, 19 minutes, 18 shots when he's out there. So he's definitely back going uh full go when he's out on the court. Um, so depending on the price, I definitely, I'm assuming I'll, I'll like Steph a little bit and I'll have to see what clay comes out. I've taken the last two days off of playing. So I haven't seen what his price is at since he's been back, but it's going to be a wait and see, I think, until we get the starting lineup, but for, for the Warriors, I at least like Steph up top because I'm assuming he's going to be low owned with all the other pay up options we have today.
0: Yeah, I mean, you want to? We'll we'll talk about Giannis in a minute of this game, and I mean Giannis is just him in close games just go hand in hand with like his ceiling. Um, and so I think Curry is interesting. I think Clay. Is probably a little pricey knowing that he's probably capped at 20 minutes again unless something comes out. I think where you're you can kind of look at golden state is maybe we're looking at like a Wiggins or a Porter, knowing that like no Draymond, but I mean there's nothing that I'm like looking at Golden State going, I have to play here. Um Tuscano Anderson played 20 minutes against Cleveland and then didn't play hardly at all against Memphis. So I just don't trust the value. I think if you're playing anybody from golden state, it's probably Curry. And if we get news that clay might play more than 20 minutes, so put up the shots. It's just at his price. You're really going to need more than 20 minutes because he's not going to go out and get 10 rebounds and assists combined. He's going to need to score uh, the Bucks side. I mean, I already kind of said it, man, Giannis in close games. Like, When this guy is in close games, he has massive ceiling. He has been way better at home than on the road this season. What are your thoughts on Milwaukee and Giannis here?
1: Yeah, anytime Giannis is playing, I like him a lot. And bad matchups aren't scary because it's exactly like you said. If it's a close game, he's going to smash regardless. Chris Middleton has been playing kind of next-level basketball lately. He's been turning the ball over a lot, but his aggressiveness has just – Exploded uh, ever since Drew Holiday has been out lately. And so, one of the nice things about this game is we view the Warriors and the Bucks both as great defensive teams. But with Drew Holiday not in the lineup and with Draymond Green not in the lineup, these defenses aren't near the same caliber as they are when those players are in the lineup. So, if I am playing Steph or somebody on the Golden State side, I'm going to be playing Giannis with them. And if I can't get to Giannis, I'm probably going to be playing Middleton with them. Uh, Bobby Portis has been super cheap on FanDuel lately. We'll see if that stays, but probably at just the high end uh, for Milwaukee here. And then on the mid tier, if Portis is still affordable on FanDuel.
0: All right, moving on. We got Minnesota at Memphis, 229 total here. The Grizzlies are a five and a half point favorites. Looking at Minnesota, I mean they're pretty healthy. Noel is doubtful and on Memphis Adams is questionable and Dylan Brooks is out. Um so I mean looking at Minnesota here first what do you like here for the Timberwolves?
1: It's so tough on this night before when that we we don't have prices yet too and then the uh, the injury situations are so bonkers. It's tough to like a team like the Timberwolves when they're fully healthy because these other teams, there's going to be lots of teams that have three, four, five, six guys still in protocol, stuff like that. So it's tough to go to a team like Minnesota when they got all of these guys priced priced appropriately and all of them are in the lineup. Guys like a Jared Vanderbilt in the mid-tier on a site like FanDuel and Yahoo, where the stocks are worth more, he's always interesting to take a flyer on just because he can have those 10, 5, 5, 4, 4 type games every now and then. So Towns will be a contrarian uh, uh, upper price tier play, D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell, geez, I can't talk today, and Anthony Edwards both have high ceilings. So if you're playing 150, these are guys that you can keep in your pool, but probably not somebody I'm targeting in cash or in a single entry.
0: I mean, on the Memphis side of things, I love playing John Morant. Like, I mean, I talk about it on a nightly basis like on a daily basis, I guess. Um, He's just someone that I love to play in any matchup. I really don't care the matchup. He has the ceiling to win you a tournament. Um, Desmond Bain, he had a really bad shooting night the other night. He's been shooting the ball really well here recently. He's someone that I don't mind like taking three-point props and stuff like that on. Um, What are your thoughts here on Memphis?
1: Other than like, so I guess I'll start. I don't want to dismiss it. John Morant. I like a lot because I'm kind of one of those people that subscribe to the theory that Patrick Beverly is an incredibly overrated defender. And to quote Russell Westbrook, he's just out, he's fooling you guys. He's just out there doing stuff. And so uh, I like John Morant. He's got a crazy, crazy ceiling. Uh, It's just like you mentioned with Bain. He's a great prop guy. The props always seem to be low on him. Uh, Grant Grant's always all over the Desmond Bain props. Um, Playing multiple lineups, these guys have all have high ceilings. They're kind of like, uh, Jared Vanderbilt. I talked about on the other side. So many of these guys have crazy stock ceilings with Jaron Jackson, Kyle Anderson, Brandon Clark, and Clark's been getting more minutes lately and he's been doing well with them. And Zaire Williams is another guy who has been getting some minutes and doing well with them. So single entries cash type stuff. Morant is probably the only one I'd be looking towards, but, uh, all of these other guys are mix and match type pieces. If you're multi-entering.
0: Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, we've seen in the past where triple J can have like monster games. Um, but I mean, he does it like defensively too. Um, he'll do it with like five, six, eight blocks in a game um, type of game. So I'd never hate playing triple J the other night against golden state. He got in foul trouble. Um, that's why his minutes are kind of down so I mean if you think he's in line for a bounce back game I think he's always someone that tournament wise you can definitely take shots on here and I mean Pat Beverly like at one point Pat Beverly was a really good defender And, and like I think a lot of people can agree but also man like I'm 33 he's 33 You don't move the same way. You don't move the same way that you did when you were 25 years old. I I mean, it's part of life. So um, I'm not as scared of Pat Beverly as, you know, I mean, you know, like watching basketball five, six, seven years ago, like Pat Bev was someone you did not want to play DFS
1: guys against because he was that good. Well, and he he was one of those guys, too, that it depended on the player on whether or not you wanted to play against him, because what made him such a strong defender was his annoyingness. And he still got the annoyingness, but he doesn't have that same foot speed to go with it anymore. And so he could still get in the odd player's head. But the difference is now they can just blow right by him.
0: Yep. All right. We got the Clippers and the Pelicans. I mean, I'm still like the Clippers the other night. That game was just so bad um, that it's just like, I'm still like, that Denver game, I was so stacked on that game, stoked to watch it, and it was just awful. Anyway, Clippers, Pelicans, 216.5 total here. Pelicans, uh, three-point favorite on most books, three-and-a-half some places. Um, On the Clippers side of things, Paul George, Hartstein, Johnson, Leonard, Kennard, Preston. And Winslow out. And on the Pelican side, I mean, it's really just Zion who's out still. Uh, so looking at the Clippers first, one thing you learn at DFS like over a period of time, especially when, like, when you're first starting out, you have to learn short memory. And when you're looking at like the Clippers from the other night and just how awful that game was, you have to be like, TJ, you have to just erase that game. <laughs> and reset and be like, all right, what am I looking at here with the Clippers? What's been happening recently? Um, and I mean, the first thing that stands out to me is Amir Coffee has been getting really, really solid minutes. Um, Marcus Morris's usage is up. I mean, what do you like here, if anything, from the Clippers?
1: So the interesting part with you were saying you watched that game with Zubak playing nine minutes. Was that all foul trouble?
0: Um, I watched it until the podcast started, but I knew he was in foul
1: trouble. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I, I saw, I saw coffee played 43 and and Zubak played nine. So I don't, I, I'm assuming we're not projecting to play coffee that many, t- uh quite that many minutes. But like you said, he has been playing big minutes, so I don't mind him, but my favorite is probably going to be Marcus Morris. He's just been, with all of these guys out, he's always been an aggressive offensive player, but he's just kind of taken that to the next level. Like last game, he put up a decent line and he shot five for 15. If he's going to be out there playing aggressive as the team's number one option, I I am going to like him. These wing guys are tough to like with like Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Eric Bledsoe, Nick Batum, all of these guys, like it kind of just seems like they're all playing in the, 25 to 32 minute range. Reggie's like Reggie Jackson's probably has the safest minutes for, but all of these guys just seem kind of to be splitting spots. And one of them will get hot and have a good game, but Morris seems to be the one that you can count on the most for that production.
0: I will say this too. Um, Abaka was playing a lot because he was playing defense on Jokic. So I don't know if they just didn't like the matchup for Zubak on Jokic, but Ibaka, Ibaka was guarding Jokic a bunch too in that game um, for what it's worth. So maybe that had something to do with Zubak, but I know like the fouls obviously didn't help either, but um, just kind of pointing that out there as well, um, especially as like kind of looking through game flow and that's something else that stood out to me. So um, I mean, on the Pelican side of things, Brandon Ingram, we we got him like a week. And we we had him in those low eights for like a week, and then he had a couple fifty point games, and he's back close to nine k. He's obviously someone on this team that has the ceiling to win you a tournament. Valanciunas has the ceiling to win you a tournament. Josh Hart is back as well, and he's still under seven k. Outside of those three guys, though, uh, the rest of these like secondary pieces, there's nothing that I really like love here.
1: Yeah, me neither. It's it's one of these teams that's quite healthy. And because of that, it's tough to like them. Um, Brandon Ingram and JV, they got their big ceilings you can absolutely play them. Um, outside of that, this isn't really a team I'm looking at. I don't mind those two specifically. And I guess Josh Hart, if you want to go there, if you're playing lots of lineups, because this Clippers team, they are not the same defensively without Paul George, without Kawhi Leonard. And so I don't mind. I like targeting teams against them often, but, uh, I don't love this Pelicans team tonight.
0: All right, we got OKC at Brooklyn. There's no total in this game, which makes a ton of sense because it's a back-to-back for Brooklyn, and we know that Kyrie is not going to play in this game because it's in Brooklyn. And then on the Thunder side of things, I mean, Roby and Kendrick Williams are out. So I I think the biggest thing here is no Kyrie. We know that like a couple of the Brooklyn guys were kind of banged up anyway. Um, and it's the second end of a back-to-back plus travel. Um we'll we'll start with the thunder here because we always start with the away team. What are your thoughts here on the uh thunder?
1: Yeah, on the thunder, it's with with a lot of these front court guys down, it it feels like I want to like something, but you just look and they still have such a big bench of just random guys that they can throw in there for. 16 to 20 minutes that aren't appealing and so shy has shown shy gilgis -Gilgis alexander has shown a crazy ceiling every now and then lately and so he's somebody you can go to but other than that i'm not going to be looking too deep at this team
0: yeah i mean it's more of like having interest if like two of the studs sit for brooklyn and you know being able to potentially run it back um, hoping for like a, a shootout type of game. I think Giddy is still my favorite option. Cause I do think he's one of a few guys on this team that like has that seven to nine X type ceiling. Um, I mean, SGA can have good games any night, but he's also eight K and I mean like at a quick glance, it's been twice over the last 10 games where he's hit over 50. Um, so it's hit or miss with SGA. Maybe a matchup for Brooklyn pumps him up a little bit. Maybe the defense is not as good as a couple of these guys sit, um, but not a ton of interest in the thunder outside of running back. Um, one of Harden or Durant, because I, I do think both these guys are interesting with no Kyrie. It also depends on like this Harden play here. He was banged up with a knee injury, ended up um, playing they start at 10 o'clock in the Chicago game, which I thought was super weird that the game started at 10. It must be like a nationally televised game. Um, but I mean, that's Chicago to Brooklyn is not the worst travel, but it's still travel. It's still Harden was dealing with a knee. Kyrie's not going to play type of thing. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Brooklyn?
1: So Brooklyn is a team I'm going to be very interested in. I just don't know in who yet I'm, I'm leaning to solid <laughs> kind of the theme, right? Um, it just We're going to want to keep, keep an eye on news on this one. I am kind of leaning that Harden might also sit along with Kyrie. And if that's the case, Claxton has also been out because he got hurt a couple of games ago. He did, he's not playing again uh, last night uh, here. And so if we also get Harden out, this is all of a sudden opening up a lot of Brooklyn-type value that we were seeing earlier in the season. Because a lot of these guys all of a sudden don't have the same high price tags like they did after long term absences. Now that these guys are back, so if we get it, and that's that, also gives me more interest in guys like Giddy and and Gilgis Alexander if they're going to be low owned. If I'm playing two to three uh, Brooklyn guys, I might want to throw in one of them in that same lineup. And so, if Harden is out, I'm going to really like Durant. If he's not. I'll like him a little bit less, but I'll still be a fan of Durant. I think more than Harden just because of the amount of guys that are out for uh, this Brooklyn front court.
0: Yeah, I think Brooklyn is one of those teams. And I know we like say it all the time, but I think Brooklyn's one of those teams we really got to wait and see. But we know Kyrie's not playing. Like we know um, this game in Brooklyn, we know Kyrie's not playing. So what does that potentially open up um, is what we'll have to kind of look at. And I mean, it should open up a few extra shots. For both Dur- Durant and Harden, so,
1: and and what, looking like it, at a team like uh, the Thunder as well, it's not like Robinson Earl or Derek Favors or Mike Muscala are imposing presences on the inside. So, if you get Claxton still out for this game as well, you're you're going to see a lot of Kevin Durant at the five or Blake Griffin. Uh, a bit at the five, but they're probably not going to run him out for a ton of minutes. Maybe James Johnson at the five. So on top of making Durant look great, it's going to open up a bit of uh, value in the front court as well.
0: Finish out this slate with Portland at Denver. No total in this game. Um, I mean, there's so many question marks and we'll have to kind of see how the day goes, but Portland Dame is out. McCollum's out. Nance is out. Powell is out. Simons is out and Zeller is doubtful. Denver side: Will Barton is probable. Um, Dozier is out. Murray and Porter Jr. remain out. Um, so, kind of looking at Portland here first. I mean, my my initial reaction: the sample size is so small. If you take Lillard, McCollum, and Simons off the floor together, the sample size is extremely small. With Powell out too it's trying to find where the usage is going to come from on Portland, even in a low scoring game. If you get enough usage here at 30 minutes from someone, my initial thought was Dennis Smith jr. So I'm interested to hear what you say, like your thoughts on that, but just thinking about like Ben McLemore and knowing like he'll Chuck, like he'll just Chuck. So, I'm like, from a ceiling perspective, like, yeah, DSJ probably plays a few extra minutes, but if Macklemore is going to play 35 minutes in the game, he's going to chuck Nurkic and Jokic are going to be battling down low. Um, I mean, Portland question mark. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I like Dennis Smith Jr. A lot. I like Ben Macklemore a lot. Um, Nurkic's usage rate when he's on the court is probably going to push upwards of 40%. Um, it and I mean if this if they can somehow keep this game close, I'm going to like Nurkic a lot. I'm going to love Nurkic. But when this spread does come out, this is going to I think this is going to be a little bit scary for us and so it'll probably be a bit safer to go with those value pieces because if this game turns into a blowout, Nurkic is the first one off the court, Covington's the second one off the court and so on and so forth. And the good thing is, is these guys only have like max 10 bodies tomorrow, I think. And so this is going to be, I think we're going to want to find value from this team. And if somebody, if somebody interesting sneaks into the starting lineup at near min price, that can be something you want to look towards. But in the meantime, I might take some shots on Nurkic. And I think I like Dennis Smith Jr. And uh, and Ben McElmore quite a bit.
0: Um, I mean the Denver side of things and Nasir
1: Little even. Oh yeah, if he's, Little mid, is, if, he's yeah. if if he's mid 5k, I'm absolutely gonna have Nasir Little on my team.
0: It's driving you crazy that FanDuel doesn't have the pricing up, right? Yeah, I said like one of my goals this year was like to talk more FanDuel um on the show. And like <laughs> I'd say like 70% of the nights I've done a podcast since the new year, like they haven't had pricing up so
1: and um, I played myself a little bit, too, because you accommodated me. We're doing this a little bit earlier than usual. And then I go and look at the prices and they're not even there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I mean, on the Denver side of things, Jokic is always someone that can crush in any matchup. Um, coming off of a, a really rough game the other night, looking at Will Barton. I mean, he's 5,900 in a matchup against Portland. I Honestly, I don't hate. Like his ceiling here put up 30 fantasy points against this team earlier this year but overall I mean Denver's just a team that like I I get a little exposure to Monte Morris every once in a while I play Jokic but I don't know if Jokic is the best stud on this slate I think I'd rather play Giannis against Golden State than Jokic but I'm not going to say not to play him because I did that for a while and it didn't work out
1: yeah, absolutely. And just one thing I want to note, just before, while we're still close on the Brooklyn game that we recent uh, that we talked about a little bit ago, uh, Daron Sharp is starting for uh, the Nets tonight, and so that's a guy that I might have some interest in if he's uh, a cheap uh, power forward center play uh, tomorrow night. There you go. But back to the Nuggets. Yeah, Jokic on a late night hammer. It's him and Giannis are in a just a planet of their own and I mean if if the Nets are in a situation where only one of the studs studs play they're right up there with them but Jokic at the end of the night is a lot of fun like you said we got to have a short-term memory in DFS he came off a stinker it's a great time to go back and play him if he's going to be low owned um, I like Aaron Gordon and Will Barton but other than that this team has a lot of healthy bodies on the bench. And so I don't think it's going to be somewhere I'm going for value just in the mid tier with Gordon and Barton and uh, definitely Nikola Jokic as well.
0: All right, let's play the morning grind game and cruise today. But I mean, five games late, pretty straightforward, waiting on a little bit of injury news here. Favorite play under 5k using DraftKings pricing. Um, to go 7x who's the cheap guy that you like here
1: all right so you're gonna this is this is my bad but you're gonna have to go first for the first portion of the game and i'm gonna have to follow you i'm gonna give you the the host advantage because i'm so gracious to be on the show
0: i mean it's been blackamore for me um we just got kind of done talking about this spot i think this is a spot he could just chuck and we, this is a guy that can shoot 20 times in a game and we've seen it once this season already. Um, we've seen it before in his past, like Ben McLemore, I'm just going to, I'm going to chase the ceiling here.
1: Yeah. And I'm going Dennis Smith jr. I didn't realize he's even cheaper than Ben McLemore on, on DK. So I, I he's my play there, uh, over eight K to go under five X.
0: Uh, do you still want me to go first here?
1: No, I got it here. Um, I think over 8k to go under 5x. I think today I will go with I'll go with Jonas Valanciunas. He's I always like him more on FanDuel where he's where he's cheaper. Um
0: I mean I'm gonna go a little crazy today. I'm gonna say Jokic does not get there today. Favorite six X play today. Who do you like for six X?
1: Favorite six X today you know what a little bit crazy but i i don't mind going uh ivica zubak zubats i like zubak's here they're get, he's gonna have to play. we didn't actually touch on him that much when we talked about the game but he's probably gonna have to play some minutes going up against jv and he's 4400 so unless some more value opens up i don't mind him as a little uh a sneaky cheapy
0: I mean, I feel like this is a little crazy, but I'm going to go Giannis to go 6X today. I think he's going to have a monster game. Um, I think 70 fantasy points or more for Giannis today. I think it's going to be a monster game. It's more of just hoping Golden State keeps the game close. But I think with Draymond out, I don't really see anyone matching up well with Giannis. I think he just he shows he shows Curry what's up in Milwaukee. Um. Let's get weird. Um, GP- you know what? Oh, go ahead.
1: Actually, yeah, no. I'm going to keep this for my let's get weird.
0: There you go. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got?
1: I think he starts in Draymond's absence, and I think he's going to have to play a lot in this matchup, so I'm going to go Otto porter
0: They definitely could use him in this spot. It's just whether I gets some foul trouble or not. <laughs> um, my let's get weird GPP play of the day is Josh Giddey. Um, I think that he's going to be someone super low owned at his price point. And this is a guy capable of monster games. So I'm going to go with Josh Giddy as my let's get weird GPP play of the day. We only have one lineup, so we're not going to talk bets today because there's nothing really to talk about. <laughs> uh, TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Uh, like we said earlier, bankroll management during this time right now, it's, it's a fun time to be able to play. Some lower stakes, high field stuff where you can get a little weird with some of this stuff because the chalk's not always hitting right now and it's chaos with COVID in the NBA. So it's a good time to practice some bankroll management. Follow me on Twitter, TJ underscore Zwarich5, Z-W-A-R-Y-C-H-5. Check out my Marvel podcast if you like that stuff. We're actually talking... Outside of the Marvel range. We're talking Book of Boba Fett, Star Wars right now. So Agents of Fandom, check that out.
0: There you go. Check it out for sure. That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. We will have a football podcast as well today. Starting next Thursday, we will have football and basketball on the same podcast for the rest of the football season. But with as many football games as there was this week and as many basketball games as there was for this slate, we decided to split them up. So next week, we will have football and basketball on Thursdays on the same podcast but for this week one more time uh it will be separate so make sure you're checking that out uh we'll be back friday talking more hoops good luck everyone we'll see you then